I'm your host, Carrie. And I am Larissa. Hello, hello. Hey, girl. Hey. We have a lot of breaking news, so why don't we just get to it? What do you think about the quote-unquote downfall of Prince Andrew? Breaking news. I am here for it. That's all I've got to say. Oh, my God. When that statement came out yesterday that he is a private citizen and that he will be stripped of his duties... Um, and his titles and his patronages. I was, first of all, I'm very concerned that this may really affect the queen's health. That's her favorite. Yes. Either way, I have a little tidbit though. Yes. Uh, In 1985, he took a helicopter trip. It was one of his first ones. Do you know what the name of his helicopter was? No. The Brazen Hussy. (gasps) How ironic. Yes. I was like, oh, wow. Foreshadowing, maybe. So if you have not tuned in to us before and you are a new listener, Larissa, please give us your personal background with the royal family, your intimate personal relationship. Well, I used to have dinner every Thursday. No, Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was always into Princess Diana uh, from a little girl, watched her wedding. And then when I worked at E, I did Princess Diana's True Hollywood Story. So I went over to London and interviewed several different people and really kind of became interested and entrenched in the royal family. And then years later, went to cover her son's wedding to Meghan Markle with the Anglophile channel. So I've always been fascinated by the royal family. What are your thoughts before we get into Prince Andrew? Because I'm about to take a detour here, but I think I'm asking the question what everybody's probably thinking. Do you think the royal family had anything to do with Princess Diana's death? The big conspiracy. Okay. (laughs) Cut out that pause when we actually edit it. I don't think the royal family had anything to do with Princess Diana's death. However, it's... When I went to Paris to actually investigate that death, there was a book out by a couple of authors from Time Magazine at the time, and they retraced the steps and went over in detail what happened. Um, It was rather suspicious to me that that white, I think it was a white Fiat that hit the car in the tunnel just disappeared and never resurfaced. And it had to be quite a bump for that car, for the, for the amount of damage that was done to that Mercedes, the Fiat had to be damaged in some sort of way. And that's always just been a real weird lingering question in my head. I mean, yes, it could have been paparazzi um, who was like, oh my God, I'm, I stepped in it. I'm in the shit. I just caused the worst accident ever. I'm out of here. It's just very weird. No, the royal family had nothing to do with her death. Muhammad al-Fayed has erected a shrine to the memory of his son Dodi and Princess Diana, victims of the world's most notorious car crash. And you see, again, this is artwork, masterpiece. And everybody comes here, they leave flowers, they leave roses, they leave messages. And it's uh, wonderful to see people still have the same feeling. After nearly two years? After two years. Uh, This became like a mecca. Let's talk about that crash. Yeah. Um, you believe there was a conspiracy to Definitely. kill Dodi? They been murdered. Dodi and Diana being murdered. Definitely. I am the father who knows everything, who follow up everything, who see things. 
because I am the one who's been hit by the tragedy. Who would want them dead? And why would anyone want to kill them, Dirty and Diana? Because they still don't accept that Dodi, my son, an Egyptian, a Muslim, can be the stepfather of the future king, right? In the world according to Muhammad al-Fayed, the Paris car crash almost two years ago, which claimed Diana and Dodi, was calculated and cold-blooded. A massive conspiracy involving the spy agencies MI6 and the CIA working on the orders of the British establishment. Because not only MI6 have done it by themselves, they have also used the American intelligence to spy on Dodi and Diana during their trip by bugging their phones, all the satellites, all the mobile, know where they are, find everywhere, every step. I'm passing all the information to myself. B, it could have been somebody who was following her that was from detective or undercover or even with paparazzi, how they would have people tailing. Like, who knows? But there's definitely more, a little bit more to that story with that white fiat. Princess Diana's death is still a mystery, in my opinion. I'll never forget when it happened. We have reports from Paris that Diana, Princess of Wales, has been killed in a car accident and that her partner, Dodie Fired, has also been killed. They were apparently being pursued by paparazzi on two motorcycles. The reports are that Diana has been killed, Dodie Fired also died, as did the driver of the car. For the very latest monitoring all the uh, incoming wires into ITN, Tim Wilcox is in our newsroom. Let's go to him now. Well, yes, Dermot, the Press Association uh, announced with a news flash at 4.41, that's just a few minutes ago, that Diana, Princess of Wales, has died, according to British sources, uh, the Press Association learned this morning. That was followed a few minutes later by um, another report saying that Paris, Princess Diana, dead, according to an unnamed French minister. Uh, That was followed again a couple of minutes later by a doctor, again an unnamed doctor, confirming that Princess Diana was dead. No, neither will I. I mean, I was devastated. And just, and then going to France and retracing the steps and really like we did a reenactment kind of where we drove the car the way that they drove. And didn't you even talk to the doctor and all that too? Yeah, we talked to a lot of different people and it was, well, we didn't get to talk to the doctor this was one year after her death. So the doctors would not speak. I think, I think the doctors didn't even start speaking about it. I think the doctors didn't even start speaking about her death till a good 10 years after her death. Right. Mm -hmm. So no, we didn't get to interview the doctors, but it was just really fascinating. I, I just can't believe that happened and where it happened. Britain's royal family, Prince Andrew losing his military titles, the royals further distancing themselves from Andrew as he fights that sexual assault lawsuit right here in the U.S. James Longman is at Buckingham Palace with the latest. Good morning, James. Yeah, good morning, Cecilia. This really is the ultimate embarrassment for Prince Andrew. He's always been very proud of his military affiliation, but this decision essentially throws him out of the firm. And in the face of growing public anger, the royal family pulled together and pulled rank on one of their own. Banished from royal life, 
Prince Andrew, stripped of his military titles by his mother, the Queen. Buckingham Palace releasing a statement saying, with the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York's military affiliations and royal patronages have been returned to the Queen. The Duke of York will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending this case as a private citizen. The 61-year-old was born His Royal Highness, but that too he'll no longer be able to use. Andrew, who was seen being driven around Windsor on Thursday, is believed to have visited the Queen the morning of the announcement. A royal source telling ABC News the move has been widely discussed among the royal family. His patronages and his military affiliations are being distributed amongst other members of the royal family, that there really is no way back. They're saying that these affiliations are not going to be returned to him, no matter what the outcome of the case is. He's now a private citizen. The news comes just one day after a federal judge rejected the Duke of York's attempt at this stage to dismiss the civil case filed against him by Virginia Jaffray. She alleges she was trafficked by convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein to have sex with Andrew on several occasions, beginning when she was 17. A source close to Prince Andrew told ABC News they were unsurprised by the ruling, saying the Duke will continue to defend himself against these claims. And Virginia Jeffrey has been tweeting that she's pleased at the chance to expose the truth, as she calls it, and that her goal has always been to show that the rich and powerful are not above the law. Cecilia? Yeah, James, I know this is a hugely significant move by the Queen to strip him of this title. What's the reaction there in the UK? Well, to be honest, Cecilia, Prince Andrew has never been the most popular member of the royal family, but I think really people's uh, issue is the damage this is doing to the monarchy and the queen as a mother. You know, this is a woman of an advanced age, and she should be celebrating her jubilee year, the longest reigning monarch in British history. So it was released yesterday. We'll get back to our topic. I've, I don't even know if we, I feel like we need to have some sort of like funeral music there or something like I a know. memoriam right there. I hate to get back to the topic at hand, playing rest in peace, Princess Diana, but it came out yesterday. Uh, Tadler About Town had a headline, thrown out the Queen strips Prince Andrew of his titles and turnage. With the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York's military affiliations and royal patronages have been returned to the Queen, said the Buckingham Palace statement. So got a few prompted questions for you. One, how do you think his pride is going to do? Because he was made out to be the big hero of the Falklands War as a helicopter pilot. Him and Prince Harry were one of the only two royals that actually served in combat zones. Two, the fact is his personal security now going to be paid by himself or is it going to be paid by the government? Because that's what happened with Prince Harry too. I'm, I'm betting that they're really having their eyes on the situation going because he can't use his royal highness anymore like they can't either. And three, how much of a hand do you think Charles and William pressured the queen? So I got lots of loaded questions there for you. Ooh, well, I want to know how you feel about this stuff too. In my opinion, I believe Andrew honestly feels he's innocent. He's that much of a narcissist and he's been built up that much his entire freaking life that I think he feels he's innocent. So having his title stripped is probably a crushing blow, but as any true narcissist uh, will tell you, yeah, well, I'm just moving on, moving on. I mean, I looked at his myriad of lawyers. All of them have defended some of the biggest criminals of our time. Like he has a legal team that, you know, defended Sirhan Sirhan. I mean, it's crazy. So to that question, He's just going to keep fighting. And 
I am willing to bet there is some sort of fund that was set aside when this first came out a couple of years ago that was, I don't care what it was used for. I'm sure there's some money there to take care of security without pinning it on the royal family. Yeah, because he's semi-cash poor. He just had to give up his Swiss chalet because he couldn't make the last five million pound payment on it. The woman who sold it to him had to come like searching and take it, take it back. And even his uh, house near Windsor, I mean, it's just a house. He's cash poor. The Royal Lodge. Yeah, they sold his other house to, I think, a Saudi billionaire, the one that the queen gave him and Fergie when they got married. Oh, my God. Uh, I think I honestly think Charles and William had a great deal to do with it. They're like, you know what? If you want to keep this monarchy alive and well, we're over here working our asses off. Kate and I are bowling with children. We're handing out meals. She's wearing dresses to run in for photo ops. And you let this clown go not sweat in a picture with with a 17-year-old. I even forget how old Virginia was. She was 17. 17. Yeah, it's all coming down whether he sweated or not. As a 17-year-old, Virginia Giuffre was young and vulnerable. She says US businessman Jeffrey Epstein exploited that, trafficking her to London. It was there that Epstein's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, allegedly told Ms Giuffre to have sex with the prince, and she felt she had to. It was disgusting. Um, he wasn't mean or anything, but he got up and he said thanks and walked out and... I had just been abused by a a member of a royal family. So when you talk about these chains, you know, yeah, I wasn't chained to a sink, but these powerful people were my chains. She also described dancing with the prince in a London nightclub. He is the most hideous dancer I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was horrible. And this guy was sweating all over me. Like his sweat was like, it was raining. I'm trying to find pictures of him sweating, by the way. Well, yeah, I've seen some at a party, I think, in New York. Ghislaine Maxwell was there and he's wearing a white shirt. It was like a white party. It's all coming down to whether he sweats or not, which is crazy. But I think it just in this day and age of social media, the firm, as they call mm-hmm. it, needs to be run even more now as an up and up corporation in a way, mm-hmm. because you need to have the public's faith to keep it going because it's considered an institution. There's just too much social media and you you just need to walk on the on the right side of can't be messy. You can't. He's really lucky this didn't happen after, you know, 2005. Really quite lucky because I mean, I should say 2010. I mean, all eyes are on everyone now. You step in it. It's going to be recorded. Someone's got film of you somewhere. And I mean, there's pictures. I think he's still going to get nailed on something because now it's coming to the U.S., And we don't play over here. No, especially we look at the royal family. Well, not we, but in general, just like, well, what makes you more special than the next person? We love to take down. Well, something like that. Jeffrey's dead. Ghislaine's going to be in the slammer for a minute or two. Time to pay the piper. Well, and then Virginia's and I think I don't know how you say your last name. Guthrie, her lawyers, there are seven John Doe's that were originally sealed in some of the court paperwork. Well, Galen's lawyers came out and said, she's not going to keep fighting to keep them closed. You can have had them. So seven big names are going to be released soon. So we'll see who those are. Oh God, I, I, I can, 
only guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause they, she had relationships. I mean, in corporations with the Clintons with, I mean, just across the everyone, it, it crosses every legal party too. I'm sure Trump's in there. I'm sure Clinton's in there. She might be some other big industry magnates in there. Listen to some of the titles he's going to lose. RNF Lossy, RNF Lossy Mouth, Honorary Air Commodore, Commodore in Chief, Fleet Air Arm, Grenadier Guards, Colonel, the Princess Louise Fusilier of Canada, Colonel in Chief, the Queen's York Rangers, First American Regiment, Colonel in Chief, Royal Highland Fusiliers, Canada, Colonel in Chief, Royal Irish. I mean, it goes on and on. Guess what titles he gets to keep? What? Duke of York, rank of vice admiral in the Navy. This was handed to him in 2015 after retiring in 2001. So that's kind of a, you know, like, uh, okay, you can keep that. Order of the Garter, <laughs> bestowed <laughs> in June 24th, of course, and counselor of state and non-sweating moron. <laughs> <laughs> highly unusual circumstances. Normally, we'd be discussing your work, your duty. We'll come on to that. But today, you've chosen to speak out for the first time. Why have you decided to talk now? Because uh, there is no good time to talk about um, Mr Epstein and um, all things associated. Um, And uh, um, we've been talking... Uh, to Newsnight for about six months about doing something around the work that I was doing. Um, and unfortunately, we've just not been able to um, fit it into either your schedule or my schedule um, until uh, now. And actually, it's a very good opportunity. And I'm delighted to be able to see you today. As you say, all of this goes back to your friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. How did you first become friends? How did you meet? Well, I met through his girlfriend. Um, back in 1999, who um, and I'd known her since uh, she was at university uh, in the UK. Um, and it would be, to some extent, a stretch to say that, that um, uh, as it were, we were close friends. I mean, we were friends because of other people. Um, and I had a lot of opportunity to um, uh, go to the United States, um, but I didn't have much time with him. I suppose I saw him once or twice a year, perhaps maybe maximum of three times a year. And um, quite often, if I was in the United States and doing things, and if he wasn't there, he would say, well, why don't you come and use my houses? So I said, that's very kind. Thank you very much indeed. Um, But it would be be, um, a, a, a considerable stretch to say that he was a very, very close friend. But he had the most extraordinary um, ability to bring... um, uh, extraordinary people together, uh, and that's the bit that I remember, is going to the dinner parties where you would meet academics, politicians, people from the United Nations. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a cosmopolitan group of what I would describe as, as US um, eminence. Was that his appeal then? Was that yeah. what you... Because you, you were perceived by the public as being the party prince. Was that something well, you I shared? Well, I think that's... Um, also um, a bit of a stretch. Um, I don't know why I've, I've, I've um, uh, collected that title because I don't... I, I never have really parted. Um, uh, I was single for quite a long time. Um, 
in the early 80s. Um, uh, but then after I got married, I was um, very happy. Um, and and, and I've, I've never really felt the need to go and party. And certainly going to um, Jeffrey's was not about partying. Absolutely not. You said you weren't very good friends, but would you describe him as a good friend? Did you trust him? Uh, yes, I think I probably did. But uh, again, um, I, mean, I don't go into um, a friendship looking for the wrong thing, if you understand what I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an engaging person. I want to be able to engage. I want to find out. I want to learn. Um, and so uh, you have to remember that I was transitioning out of the Navy at the time. Um, and in the transition... Uh, I wanted to, to find out more about what was going on because in the Navy, um, uh, it's a pretty isolated business because you're out at sea the whole time. Um, and I was going to become the Special Representative for International Trade and Investment. So I wanted to know more about what was going on in the international business world. And so that was another reason for going there. And the opportunities that I had to go to Wall Street and other places to learn uh, whilst I was there were, were absolutely vital. He was your guest as well. In 2000, Epstein was a guest at Windsor Castle and at Sandringham. He was brought right into the heart yes, of the but, royal family at your but, invitation. But uh, certainly at my invitation, not at the royal family's invitation, but remember that it was his girlfriend that was the key element in this. He was the, as it were, plus one to some extent in, 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 th that, in that aspect. Am I right in thinking you threw a, a birthday party um, for Epstein's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, at Mama, you just got me so high, someone stop me. I think maybe we should do this every day. 